The Last Word with Matt Cooper. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. Well, today was the announcement of the newest and final Beatles song. It's called Now and Then. And we are told that it is a real Beatles song. John Cadell, our very own John Cadell, is with us. John, tell us about this song. Is it a real song for a start or is this some sort of AI magic song? Well, we've been here before. We've been here before in 1995 with the anthology series. What happened was McCartney... Uh, rang up Yoko and said, do you have anything of John's that we might include in the anthology? And Yoko said, well, I have a tape here. There was three songs on it. Uh, One was Real Love. One was this song, Now and Then. And, uh, of course, Free as a Bird, which was the first new Beatles song in 25 years at the time, followed six months later by Real Love. And what happened was, during 1994, 95, uh, McCartney, Lennon, or sorry, McCartney, Harrison and Starr worked on these songs, providing new instrumentation and vocals to uh, Lennon's demos. Uh, in the producer's chair was Jeff Lynne, famously of ELO, uh, because George Martin said his ears were failing. He couldn't do it. So what they managed to do was uh, record two master versions, one of Free as a Bird, one of Real Love, and they attempted to complete this song, which is called Now and Then. But the vocals were just too scratchy, the, the vocal quality just wasn't there, audio-wise, not singing-wise. So just to debunk this myth, this isn't a song that features an AI John Lennon, which seemed, some people seem to think it is. All that happened was, when they were making the Get Back documentary uh, with Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson was able to, using a piece of software, get rid of all the ancillary noise from the Beatles' conversations in that huge Shepparton studio, so big echoey uh, studio, he was able to get rid of all of the the noise that wasn't them. So when it came to this song, McCartney said, well, this software will allow us to do the same thing with John's vocal. So what they did was got rid of all the hiss, got rid of all the clanking in the background, and they were able to, I'm not going to say enhance the vocal, but they were able to make it clearer purely by getting rid of everything that it wasn't. So this is a song John Lennon sat down at his piano and sang. It's not piecing together words of previous Beatles lyrics. It's a Lennon demo from 1978. Um, It's him and a piano recorded, I think, through a boombox. So literally a demo for later use. And so they were able to clean up the vocal. In other words, get rid of everything that wasn't the vocal. The vocal then became very, very clear and they had something to work with. Now, they had tried it in 1994 and 95 and it just wasn't working. The vocal wasn't clear. This new technology allowed this to happen. And then uh, George had recorded some rhythm guitar parts for this song in 95. So that's how he features on it. John obviously features on it with his vocal. And then uh, Paul and Ringo uh, recorded new instrumentation last year to bring us this song, which is called Now and Then. Let's have a listen.
is just a small bit of the Beatles now and then. John, I was listening. I listened to it once before before the show started, and it, it does certainly sound like a Beatles track. Yeah, it's great to hear John and Paul harmonising. What forty four years apart? Um, that's that is shiver up the spine stuff. Um, with this song and uh, "Freeze a Bird" and "Real Love," I I don't think they're Beatles songs in the classic sense. In that. Uh, and I tried to explain this earlier to somebody, like when the Beatles were active, they may not have all been in the room when they were writing their own songs. You know, Lennon wrote some songs for the White Album uh, basically on his own. Not all the Beatles appeared in all the songs in the White Album, but they were an active group. But there was no, you know, will or opportunity for Lennon to get McCartney's input into anything he was doing with this song, which was a which was, you know, key to what the Beatles used to do. Even when they were, you know, fighting, not getting on at all, they would contribute ideas to each other's songs and and make them better. You know, songs that before the vocal was even recorded, ideas might have come through that resulted in a different vocal. So it's a bit, I mean, obviously, because John isn't with with us anymore, um, it was, there was was never going to be that sort of collaboration. So from that point of view, it's not a classic Beatles performance per se. What it is, is the three remaining Beatles backing John on a solo track that John wrote. So it's the closest you're ever going to get to the Beatles. Um, So I suppose calling it the Beatles by the very fact that the four of them are on it, um, it is a Beatles song. So yes, it's a real Beatles song. It's not made up of bits of anything else, as, as you mentioned earlier. It's not an AI vocal. So... It's very much what they did in 94, which was uh, an existing song of John's. And I remember at the time McCartney said, you know, the way the way we approached it was we were worried how we'd feel hearing John's voice coming through the speakers and he wasn't there. So what we decided was we would take the position that John's gone off on holidays and he's left this song and he said, you guys finish this. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. So that was the mentality that they that they worked with. Uh, back in 94, 95. I would imagine for McCartney and Ringo, it was very much a similar thing, given that George isn't with us anymore, that, you know, okay, the other two guys aren't here right now, so we're just going to finish this and they can hear it when they come back. This will be played everywhere for the next couple of days, but will it be something that we're just going to forget about it because it doesn't have that, the nostalgia of the real Beatles that we know from the 60s? Well, I think what Free as a Bird and Real Love did, and I love Real Love. I think it's it's, it's fantastic. fantastic. I'm not a massive fan of Free as a Bird. I think the melody is a bit weak, which is not something you can say very often when it comes to the Beatles. Um, I think this song will live on the same way that those do, in that they are a nice sort of... Um, they're a, ni- a nice sort of novelty was the word I think Dave Fanning used when he was on Ray earlier on talking about it. It is a bit of a novelty. I think it's it has got gravitas. Uh, the lyric is great. But, I, you know, if you think of the classic Beatles canon, you don't think of anything after 1970. Now, there's only been to date three Beatles songs after 1970. But I think, no, it won't, it won't live in their canon as, you know, part of their oeuvre. It'll be a separate thing, a novelty. Did we need to have this song at all? Are we still, are we looking to Paul and Ringo to Look, try and rekindle something? No, I mean, the Beatles owe us zilch. You know, McCartney and Ringo and the estates of John and George owe us absolutely nothing. This wasn't done for the money because neither of the remaining Beatles nor their estate, the estates of the uh, the ones who've passed on, need the money. This was done, I, I think it's a, it's a case of unfinished business, certainly for Paul. 
um, because more and more in recent years, he talks about John. You know, as, as he's gotten a lot older, he references John an awful lot, a lot more than he used to. Um, so I think this is probably something that Paul wanted to finish before, you know, he's not able to work anymore. That might sound a bit morbid, but I do think, you know, certainly I think this was driven by Paul. Given the ability, and we heard it there now, as you said, these are real vocals recorded decades ago. Given that technology now, do you think we're going to hear from other artists who perhaps might find a demo in the in a box somewhere? Do you think we'll hear from I hope, some other people? You know, I hope so, because once it's not, I'm not a big fan of these hologram tours and those sort of things because they're, they're very, very manufactured. If there are demos on tapes uh, by classic artists that can be cleaned up in a very sort of analogue sense, excuse the pun, I would be very, very hopeful that we would hear some stuff, yes. But once it's not messed with or manipulated by AI, once it's a sort of a pure recording that the audio quality is good enough and that there's good songs there, I would hope so. Today FM's John Cadell, thank you very much for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.